don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, Renegade Nation, and welcome back to The World in My Eyes. I am so very excited to share my thoughts and ideas and all my craziness with you here today, and I really do hope that you enjoy hearing when the voices in my head take over for a little bit. But before we officially get started with today's episode, I do want to remind all you listeners out there that if you're searching for some naughtiness on the internet, then make sure that you're visiting our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys, because when you're in the market for an adult toy, or if you just need help getting that perfect adult toy, Adam and Eve Toys is your destination. Head on over to Adam and Eve Toys, and by being a Renegade listener, they're going to give you one hell of a deal. Use special code BABE69, that's B-A-B-E-6-9, and they are going to give you 50% off of one item, but that's not all. No, 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 there's more. They're also going to give you free shipping. They're going to throw in three choice adult movies and a very, very special Renegade-only listener gift. And let me tell you this, the folks over at Adam and Eve Toys really do know how to treat you right. So make sure you head on over there today and pick up something very, very naughty for yourself or a friend. Also, don't forget that the Renegade Talk Radio Network is growing every single day. We've got a brand new website that makes it so much easier to find all of your favorites. So make sure that you've got the website bookmarked. And make sure you're checking out all the other fascinating and provocative shows on our website. We've got Cannabis Talk with Patty Cakes, Queen of the Cannabis. Political Insight from the amazing Lou Colagivani. Deep Insight into Conspiracies with Everly Isby. And as always, Hilarity and Thought-Provoking Hijinks with Richie and our very own Sammy the Sausage Man. You can also check out my other show, Big Trouble in Little Vagina, where we work on trying to make ourselves better for our partners or just better human beings. And don't forget, we have so much more great talk radio on the way, so make sure that you're checking back daily because you do not want to miss what's coming up next. And as we're on the subject, we have spent such a great deal of time getting to know each other and getting very intimate. But just in case you're new to the to the Renegade Talk Radio Network. I am the naughty mistress with the mostest, the melodic goddess, and the deviant diva, Naughty Nicole Delacroix. So on today's episode of The World in My Eyes, we're setting our sights on bullies. That's right, I know. I know, when you hear that word, many of you are instantly transported back to the days of old and our schoolyard tete-a-tetes. Maybe you were like me, and you were the awkward kid who didn't have very many friends, and always seemed to be the center of a bully's rage. In fact, just thinking back on my own childhood brings up a swell of these memories where some kid thought I was the perfect punching bag for whatever rage they needed to unleash. It makes me anxious, and it transport me right back to that poor little girl on the playground. I'm sure many of you can remember being in the very same position, or maybe you might have been on the other end of it. You know, the kid that had so many emotions pent up that you were just looking for somebody to unleash it on, and there was that one kid who sat alone in the corner that just seemed to be the perfect choice. But 
wherever you land on the spectrum, we've all been touched by bullying. Either you've been bullied, you've been a bully, or you've even just seen someone getting bullied. But the thing that I want to touch on is the thing that we never seem to talk about. Bullies grow up. It's something we never consider because, after all, bullying is a childhood problem, right? We go through our phases, we graduate high school, we go on to college, we even start careers and families. But we never stop to think what happens to the bullies of our lives. Or do we just stop identifying them as bullies? And that's what we want to talk about today. Sure, there are bullies on the playground. Hell, there's even bullies in the classrooms. But what happens when the bullies grow up? Alright, so what do Ryan, Megan, Seth, Phoebe, and Tyler all have in common? Well, they're all teenagers who committed suicide due to cyberbullying. And their deaths put the spotlight on the growing problem of cyberbullying. Because, after all, it's an epidemic in this country, and not just for our young people. No, in fact, anybody can be a victim of cyberbullying. See, there's a whole new generation of kids that are growing up on the web, and they get to define their own cultural rules. And one of these rules that they've seemed to define is, it's okay to be a total dick on the internet. In fact, a recent study reported that kids aged 8 to 18 now spend an average of seven and a half hours a day plugged in, you know, online, on the phone, or in the thrall of TV or some other electronic device. And even 20% of middle school students report that they've seriously contemplated suicide. Yes, there is an upward suicide trend, and the correlating factor is bullying and cyberbullying. The death rate is climbing, and many of us wonder if the digital age has actually made us callous. The effects of cyberbullying can be more severe than those of traditional bullying, because somebody who's targeted doesn't really see any escape, and there's really no place for them to hide. When bullying hits the internet, it morphs out of control. In fact, there are far more witnesses to cyberbullying, and cyberbullies never sleep. The internet is incredibly powerful and it's transformed this generation. However, it's hard to imagine that such a vast resource could be used for such terrible deeds. Social media has an enormous effect on the lives of young people who often share pieces of their life with their social networking friends that they they normally would not bring up during face-to-face conversations. Internet safety experts say that types of bullying amounts to torture for some kids. The schoolyard bullies beat you up and then go home. But guess what? Cyber bullies beat you up at home, at grandma's house, and wherever you happen to be connected to technology. Personally, I believe that if someone posts a derogatory comment on the internet, the only outcome is catastrophic, and it becomes more and more evident that some people don't understand the consequences of their own actions. Social media risks such as cyberbullying and sexting are growing problems facing not only children, but families, schools, and adults at large. As these risks become more prevalent, many wonder how, that, how police can, 
curtail these behaviors. Should a school get involved when young kids bully each other online? They certainly would if the bullying occurred in the school, and in some cases the school actually does become involved when bullying is outside of the school as well. But schools are in a precarious position because we see so many examples in the media where schools get sued because they took an action against a student when they shouldn't have or when they fail to take an action when they should have. Bullying is a multi-layered epidemic. It's like a disease that cultivates and feeds off of the bloodline of social acceptance and like-minded opinion, fueled by fear and pain so deep that it's actually subconscious. But where exactly does bullying originate? Because hatred isn't anything new. But a reality that we may need to start facing is we're going to solve this issue is that hatred is not innate. No, it's not. Plain and simple, it's learned. It manifests from a single or multiple sources where a child is listening and watching. At home, a babysitter's house, preschool, television, online, our public figures and leaders, and out in the real world. Children are like little sponges. They have no ability to filter for themselves what they should take in or throw out. Everything that they see and hear has an impact, and it's teaching them how to relate to others in the world, and more importantly, how to relate to themselves. And guess what? The mirror that they reflect back reveals an ugly truth that can no longer be denied. This epidemic is the result of society's relentless intolerance and cruelty toward each other over a period of decades, coupled with technology that has desensitized humans from one another. Can we honestly expect our children to be kind, tolerant, and respectful of each other when so much around them communicates exactly the opposite? Even if they've been lucky enough to have parents who taught by example to be kind and to celebrate differences in others, the influences outside of the parents are just overwhelming. Negativity breeds in every aspect of our American culture. Judgment and hate are too familiar in our everyday lives with public figures and leaders using divisive, discriminatory statements to gain popularity and acceptance from like-minded masses. Have they ever stopped to think that each and every negative or discriminatory statement that they make has a direct traumatizing effect on the life of its citizens? Every time an adult uses an unkind word, takes violent action, or justifies discrimination in the name of freedom of speech or family values, they send a message loud and clear that bullying is acceptable as long as it's justified by a belief system. And if a child falls outside the safe borders of that belief, it's open season. As adults, we also must be conscious of our own biases. We often hear, oh, I was bullied, but it made me tougher. And everybody gets bullied sometimes. Those kids are just too soft. The world today is not the same one that most of us grew up in. Getting chased home after school, after you'd taken a variety of routes to dodge the beating, at least delivered you to your doorstep and the safety of your own home. School may have been hell, but you did have a reprieve. Now the advent of the internet and social media has left children prey to a 24-hour cycle of abuse that is far more insidious. 
Bullying is not just what you see. It's the message and threat that surrounds your child continually until eventually, yes, they become overwhelmed to the point of believing that death is the only escape. What a sad and wicked commentary on what we've become, hunting children until they break. A friend asked me a simple question, and I feel that it sums all of what I'm saying up beautifully. Whatever happened to good manners? We need to begin a candid dialogue about how we as adults need to get back to this simple yet very powerful way of life, even with all of the stresses in our lives, to lead our children toward a kinder and gentler world. For our kids living the nightmare each and every day, it's truly become an eat-or-be-eaten world. We can help them get back on track by being open about our own cruel habits and how we failed them as a generation. And it's the only way to begin a healing process. All right, my dear listeners, we're just getting started. And before we get too far into it, we do need to take a moment to visit our sponsors and maybe listen to a little music. You're listening to The World in My Eyes, and I'm Naughty Nicole. This is Renegade Talk Radio, so meet me back here after the break. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Give 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com. And welcome back, Renegade Nation. If you're just tuning in, well, this is the world in my eyes, and I am Naughty Nicole. And today we're talking about bullying. And make sure you don't forget to visit our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys. They have a vast selection of adult toys, movies, and oh, so much more. So if you're looking for something special, make sure you head on over to Adam and Eve Toys today because they will treat you right. So now that we've touched on cyberbullying, I kind of want to talk about a silent epidemic that no one really even thinks or talks about ever, and that's the workplace bully. Yep, I know. Some people feel justified in bullying subordinates or coworkers when they feel that that person is unethical or even a bad performer. And this is going to come as little surprise to you, my renegade nation, but survey after survey has pointed out that the workplace bully is up on the rise. That's right, it's becoming an epidemic. 
In fact, a Vital Smarts report found that 96% of the respondents, some 2,283 people, experienced workplace bullying. Since 2003, 26 states have introduced a Happy Workplace Bill to help eliminate bullying at work. Unfortunately, though, none of these laws have been enacted yet. These studies and surveys, when taken all together, they do cast a light on the surprising dynamics of bullying, the belittling, reputational attacks, gossip, and elbowing that make many modern workplaces simply unbearable. But here's what the studies really show. Bullying isn't random. That's right, it's not. There are reasons in the bully's mind, even if those reasons are unfair, skewed, and informed by the bully's own personal insecurities. That bodes well for handling bullies in the workplace or elsewhere, because it does mean that you can address the root cause to the problem. And it's absolutely essential to stand up for yourself, because bullies tend to prey on those that they perceive as weak. And, for some reason, they seem to have lasting power in the workplace. They tend to drive the better workers away to remain the last man or woman standing. And they tend to turn on not just one person, but several at a time. In fact, the scope of bullying is larger than most people even realize. According to a 2012 Career Builder study, Bullying included being falsely accused of mistakes, being subjected to the silent treatment, being the subject of unfair gossip or assaults on the reputation, having professional performance belittled or diminished in front of peers, and having someone else steal credit for your work. Vital Smarts found that bullying included sabotaging others' work or reputation, browbeating and threats, or even physical intimidation. Not surprisingly, given the extent of that list, bullying happens to every single one of us. We just don't know it. And the thing is, bosses aren't the only one that are guilty of bullying. No, no, no. Workplace bullies come in different shapes and sizes. A boss can be mean for no reason, and a co-worker who steals our, st- our spotlight or someone who takes credit for our work, and even a client that knows no boundaries. While 48% of 3,800 workers nationwide were bullied by their superiors, 45% said that their bullies were actually co-workers, and 31% admitted to being bullied by customers, according to CareerBuilder. I'm guessing they didn't ask anybody in the customer service field. Anyways, simply put, a workplace bully is someone at work who makes getting up for Mondays a little bit harder than it actually needs to be. And the problem actually does lie within the companies that permit bullies to thrive within their culture. The companies keep telling us, leave us alone, don't regulate us, let us police ourselves. But they're not. They don't police themselves at all. What they need to do is they need to train employees. Because only 51% of the respondents said that their company had a policy for dealing with bullies. And that's pretty surprising to me. What's worse, just 7% of that 51% knew of someone who had actually used the policy 
and only 6% said that it didn't work to stop the bully. So we're talking about a full 1% of bullying was stopped. Wow. And there's several different techniques for dealing with bullies, including, and the most important, speaking up right away. Sticking to detailed facts when talking about bullying, finding out what kind of legitimate concern that the bully has, and warning the bully of the consequences of their behavior and holding your boundaries. But instead of punishing the bullies, many workplaces reward them. A research paper in the Journal of Managerial Psychology found that bullies tend to be very good at office politics. Or, at the very least, they're kissing up to the boss and using gossip through office social networks to attack those that they consider rivals. While victims are usually targeted due to their social incompetence, on some occasions, bullies actually can possess a high level of social ability. Due to that social competence, they're able to strategically abuse co-workers and yet be evaluated positively by their superior. Perhaps due to their elaborate strategies for sucking up while kicking others, bullies tend to last. More than half of workplace bullies, 54%, have been at it for more than five years with absolutely no consequences. Some bullies have been with the company as long as 30 years. And the excuse used by a bully that their victims are not good workers is usually not the case. There is never a really good reason to be a bully. Bullying is not the same as disciplining. Bullying might mean different things to different people, but in its essence, it's behavior that is severe and pervasive. And its conduct makes people uncomfortable. Any of the acts that I've stated can and do pollute the workplace environment, which in turn can lead to higher turnover rate. About 17% of those voluntarily leaving their job did so because of management and their work environment. This was from a Gallup poll found in 2008. About a third, at 32%, cited career advancement and promotion opportunities as their reason. So... What happened to the other percentage rate, huh? Having a bully for a boss is probably no career boost booster. After all, a boss who frequently belittles you is not likely to help you advance any. And so very often, then there can be a very thin line between a bully and a leader. Rather than doing what a leader should do, which is build on our strengths and compensate for our weaknesses for a greater purpose, the bully will actually exploit our weaknesses and use our strength for their own gain. All right, we're going to switch gears for just a moment, and we're going to talk about victims for a moment. And I know for a fact that it's a lonely thing to be a victim or a survivor of abuse and trauma. Our society doesn't seem to know how to deal or answer to accusations and instances of violence without it being a, a police matter to solve it. Society also doesn't seem to know what abuse actually means, what it is, who abuses, why they do it, and what victims and survivors go through when they're abused, and what victims really need to heal and to grow. These are all things that I and so many others have grappled with in silence. 
So let's talk a little bit about what you can do if you think you might be dealing with the bully. Because in so many cases, we forget about the victim and we systematically take a bully and make the problem even worse. First and foremost, when you're dealing with a bully, the first thing that you want to do is stand up for yourself. Because ultimately, a bully's picking on you because he thinks you're weak. And if you stand up for yourself, set actual boundaries, and keep those boundaries, a bully's probably going to leave you alone. And this goes and holds true for children on the schoolyard, people in the workplace, and even bullies around your home and family. Stand up for yourself. You don't have to be a victim. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to come back at them ugly. You just have to simply state that their actions are making you uncomfortable and you don't appreciate the way that they're treating you. Tell them what the bullying nature is. Make sure that you state it in an unemotional, unwavering voice and tell them to stop. If they refuse to stop, eject yourself from the situation. Simply put, if it's a situation where you're on the playground or in the workplace, then seek assistance from a supervisor or somebody who's in authority. If this doesn't work for you and you are continued to be bullied, then you need to seek other assistance. If it's somebody at your home that's, that's abusive, then you need to get out of it right away. Nobody deserves to be treated that way. People deserve to be treated with respect. And if people can't treat you with respect, then you don't need to be around those people. Most importantly, victims should never carry the burdens of what their, of what their abusers do to them. Never carry it on your own. We need to invest in a way to let people speak for themselves in a calm voice so that they can, they can share the experience and bullies can learn from their experience. They may not realize that they're actually being a bully. All right, my precious listeners, it's that time again. We really do need to visit our sponsors. So take a moment, check out what they have to offer and meet me back here after the break. I'm Naughty Nicole, and you're listening to The World in My Eyes here on Renegade Talk Radio. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com.
All right, Renegade Nation, welcome back. And if you're just tuning in, this is the world in my eyes, and I am Naughty Nicole. And I hope that during the break that you took some time to visit our sponsor, Adam and Eve Toys. I hope you checked out the wide selection of adult toys, movies, and so much more that they have. If you're looking for something special, make sure you're heading on over to Adam and Eve Toys because they will treat you right. Now today, we've been talking about bullies and how to deal with them. And I kind of wanted to end things on a high note. So I found a story that the news media isn't really talking about that I thought was appropriate for today's topic. See, we've been talking about all the ways that bullies can affect us, but we really haven't discussed a way someone being bullied can fight back. And that's what today's story is all about. See, there's a little story about a group that has been bullied for far too long. And there isn't enough news coverage on it. So we're going to be shining a light on it today. It's a little ditty about a peaceful blockade by the Lakota Sioux Native Americans and a pipeline that the government wanted to build that would strip this group of lands, water, and rights that they have fought so long to hold on to. So let's take a trip to North Dakota and see what's going on. Where the Lakota Sioux continued their peaceful blockade of the $3.8 billion Dakota Access Pipeline. The story's absence from the national media narrative is palpable. Considering the corporate media's chronic quest for controversial stories on government versus public standoffs, you'd think that this situation would garner a little bit more media frenzy, invoked during the right-wing militia occupation of a federal building, or a tense standoff between the Black Lives Matter movement and police. But it hasn't. The media has faced criticism for its selective coverage of certain events, like focusing on a single terror attack in Western Europe that garner thousands of headlines, while basically ignoring similar or even worse attacks that occur on a constant basis in Muslim-majority countries. But the confrontation unfolding in North Dakota, in particular, is strikingly similar to the recent standoff at the Malhauer Wildlife, Wildlife Refuge in Oregon, which involved a right-wing militia advocating land rights against the federal government. The militia was led by the controversial Bundy family, which previously drew sensationalized coverage during a similar standoff in Nevada in 2014. So, why are these stories covered extensively while the other has been largely ignored? The first point is actually very simple. Native Americans standing up for themselves is not polarizing. In an age of institutionalized media divisiveness and hyper-partisanship, the story of Native Americans in North Dakota fighting for land and water rights just doesn't fit the script of deep societal divides plaguing the nation's law and order, nor does it fit in with the left-right paradigm. People from both sides of this political spectrum pretty much agree that Native Americans have been screwed by the U.S. government and resource-snatching corporations long enough. Considering this sentiment, there's really no exploitable controversy on this issue from the mainstream media perspective, which inherently drives topical, superficial news narratives. It's easy to create a controversy out of right-wing white nationalist militias occupying an obscure federal wildlife preserve building, 
If that sounds petty and not exactly newsworthy, that's because it was petty and not exactly newsworthy. I witnessed liberals so incensed by the Oregon occupiers that they were calling for the FBI to literally gun them down. Meanwhile, the alt-right movement hailed them as heroes and harbingers of the Second American Revolution. It made for a great divisive controversy. But in the end, nothing was accomplished. It was topical, and it was superficial, but it was essentially meaningless. And the media loved it so much that it dedicated a month's worth of primetime TV coverage to it. In contrast, the only thing the mainstream media would accomplish by publicizing the growing tribal opposition to the Dakota Access Pipeline would be to effectively kill the prospects of the pipeline. Providing ongoing coverage would likely inspire national outrage toward the oil company, Dakota Access LLC, and the government agencies currently trying to evict the indigenous people from their own ancestral lands. It's important to understand that the media doesn't always cover certain stories just because they're actually newsworthy. In fact, so often, the media's coverage is intended to promote and drive narratives, and the divisive flavor has been a top seller for a very long time. This coverage has accomplished at least one thing in the United States. The country is now the most divided it's been in a very, very long time. Maybe that has been the media's intention all along. Now, the second and more obvious reason why mainstream outlets have not focused on this situation in North Dakota is money. Oil money, to be exact. The corporate media in the United States is deeply in bed with oil interests. From fracking advertisements on MSNBC to individuals on Big Oil's payroll literally working for Fox News and the Wall Street Journal. The ties cannot be understated. Why would mainstream media pu publicize a standoff that could potentially kill an oil pipeline when their own financial interests would be negatively affected? Well, the answer is that they wouldn't. And there you have it, Renegade Nation. That's why right-wing militias pointlessly occupying a wildlife refuge is one of the biggest stories of the century, but Native Americans stopping the construction of a multi-billion dollar pipeline isn't worth a single mention on CNN. And with that, we've come to the end of our episode. And I do thank you so very much for joining me today. Maybe you learned a little something, or maybe you just like listen to the crazy voices in my head. And if you did, don't hesitate to let me know about it. I would love to hear from you, because you can find me at my website, www.nicole-delacroix.com, or on Twitter at at Nicole Delacroix. And if you're liking what you hear, make sure you pick up a copy of my book, Sexual Confessional Confidential Admissions from Social Media, available on Amazon.com and all other major booksellers. That's our time, and I want to thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio, and don't forget to tune in next time. Until then, remember in the immortal words of Albert Einstein, the world is a dangerous place, not because of those who would do evil, but because those who would look on and do nothing. See you next time, my precious little heathens.
We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.